Who would you rather be stuck with on a road trip? Trevor Bauer or Mannequin Machado? You can't do this to me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nate, this one I think is actually really going to surprise you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 62. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? My man, I am excited. I just bought my tickets for the Yankees in town to Chase Field next week. Super pumped. Haven't been to Chase Field yet. Been here almost two years, and I still haven't been to Chase Field. I've heard good things so about I, it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's it's kind of it's right downtown, and I'm excited to see if the roof's going to be open or not, or if they're going to do that half open thing. I don't know, but I'm pumped. Did you uh, did you uh, happen to to use a certain promo code? Yeah, um, I did not. Uh, you care, <laughs> care to explain why? Well, because like I was, I was trying to decide between two sections. One section was like a little bit closer to the field. It was down like the first baseline, kind of in between first base and right field. And the other one was, like, closer towards home plate, but it was at the club level. So, like, the little, the short little patio deck thing. Um, and I was going to go with the one closer to the field with SeatGeek. But uh, by the time I checked back, the ticket prices had gone up. Well, it's so kind of what the promo code's for. Yeah, so I was not a fan of how high they went up, so I went with the other guys. So I'm sitting club level for a very good deal. That very was nice. not available, not available at the uh, the old SeatGeek place. Well, I'm pumped for it, man. It sounds like it'd be a good time. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I like I like seeing new stadiums. Apparently, I need to do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to that point, let's just run through some baseball history real quick. Uh, April 25th is when you'll be hearing this. Leading us off here, 1904. At American League Park, the Senators remain winless since the start of the season when the team loses their eighth consecutive game, bowing to New York 4-1. to Highlander right-hander Jack Chesbro picks up the first of his record 41 victories. Come on. He'll record this season. It was like a three-man rotation. Like, I don't even care. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't even care about the remaining winless. I just wanted to include that point because it said he recorded his first of 41 victories. Yeah, that's absurd. Absolutely absurd. 
1933 at Griffith Stadium, the benches clear when Yankee outfielder Ben Chapman viciously spikes Buddy Meyer and then responds to the Senators infielders' retaliation by punching and hurling anti-Semitic remarks at the injured Jewish second baseman. <laughs> the ugly 20-minute brawl, which spreads into the stands and includes over 300 fans getting into the action, will result in suspensions and fines for the players involved. <laughs> that sounds absolutely insane. A 20-minute brawl? Yeah, I mean, we don't condone any Semitic remarks by any means, but, I mean, 300 fans getting involved, that's <laughs> that's worth noting. That's so sweet. Yes, 20-minute, it was a 20-minute brawl resulting how many in times, suspensions and like, fines. Us as fans now, like, how many times we've come across, one, I've, I've definitely never been to a ball game where there was a brawl or even benches clearing situation but how awesome would it be to just like hop over and join in start wailing on your least favorite player yeah i mean fans probably just like the hell with it i'm, I'm going out there like, <laughs> I, I guess it really didn't take much for him to get out there considering there's 300 yeah uh but anyway moving on here 1976 at dot this is a this is a legendary moment in baseball history 1976 at Dodger Stadium during the fourth inning, Rick Monday becomes a national hero when he takes away an American flag about to be set on fire by two trespassers, a father and a son, in the outfield. The Cubs' 30-year-old outfielder who served six years, which I I, I have to say, I don't think I was familiar with that fact. He, uh, he served six years in the Marine Reserves, uh, and he will be presented... He'll be presented the flag a month later in a pregame ceremony at Wrigley Field by LA executive Al Campanis as a gesture of patriotic thanks. Classy move. I did not know he served. That's, uh, that makes it even better. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, 1978. At Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, the Philly Fanatic makes his debut in a game against the Cubs. The six-foot green mascot with a 90-inch waistline is played by Dave Raymond, who will keep the job for 15 years after starting as an intern in the team's front office. So, kids, follow your dreams. <laughs> Anything is possible. Someday you may have a 90-inch waist. Exactly. <laughs> There's anything to take away from that point. Uh, 1981 here. I got two more. I promise we'll get through them. Mari Wills. Hoping to give his pitchers an edge, gets the Kingdom's ground crew to enlarge the batter's box, making it a foot closer to the mound. Before the game, ace skipper Billy Martin shares his suspicions with the umpire Bill Kunkel, and the American League suspends the exposed Mariners manager for two games for doctoring the batter's box. That is insane. Two games? That's all you got? Yeah, for making the batter's box a foot closer to the mound, I feel like it deserves... Little more than two games. That's pretty. Uh, you got to wonder how often he was doing that. That definitely wasn't the first time getting caught. Yeah, not likely. Uh, and lastly, here, 2015, a Honus Wagner T206 baseball card rated as a three on a scale from one to 10 is auctioned for $1.32 million in online bidding to an anonymous buyer. Robert Edward Auctions of New Jersey announced the same card. Sold by an unnamed owner, fetched seven hundred 
$91,000 at an auction in 2008. The only reason I put that on there is because I'm sure you saw uh, Babe Ruth jersey expected to sell for $4.5 million, the highest grossing sports memorabilia item ever. Yeah, that's nuts. What, is, nuts. what does it mean when it, when it uh, rated uh, 3 out of 10? Uh, if you, if you saw my baseball card collection and the lack of care that I provided said cards, you would understand yeah. that I don't know really the first thing about baseball cards in that in that sense. So I feel like a three guy. is not great, but it's still sold for over a million, so it's confusing. I mean, I guess it shows how rare those cards are. But uh, yep, closing out with a little memorabilia nugget there for you but that's all i got i like it good day solid day you know who else had a solid day nate oh reese hoskins yeah can we talk about this phillies mets quote-unquote rivalry like it, it here's a here's a question i got for you am i that out of tune with the nl east like have the phillies and mets been rivals like I, I no. know you can throw the term rivals just because they're in the same division, but like, I mean, are we seeing are we seeing a little bit of a different level of, of of these two teams in terms of a rivalry? No, and I think it would have been okay. So for you want to fill people in for yeah, those who haven't I, seen it. I mean, so from what I've seen, I've been just too busy following the roller coaster ride that is the Boston Red Sox to really know the full extent of what's going on, uh, but. Apparently, Bryce Bryce Harper gets ejected Monday night for arguing balls and strikes from the dugout. Uh, gets a little heated. Gave us a little flashback of uh, his his anger sprees with the Nats, uh, with a with a finger pointing and the hair flying and all that. Yeah. Um, so that was Monday night, which, by the way, first Phillies player to be ejected in four, in nearly four years. What? Wild. What is that stat? Wild. It's a weird stat, but it's a very interesting stat, I will say. Um, but that, yeah, so that was Monday. And then apparently Jake Arietta comes out and says, well, actually, I got the quote here. He says, look, I mean, he's he's got to understand we need him in right field. I don't care how bad the umpire is. He wasn't great for either side. I'm out there trying to make pitches and he misses some calls. So what? We need him out there. We were flat from start to finish. We have to be ready to play. We weren't, and it showed. I need my guys behind me, and they weren't. So, some pointed words from Jake Arrieta. And then all of this gets followed up by, like like I was telling you, I guess an unrelated matter with the Reese Hoskins-Jacob Rame feud, I guess you could call it, apparently. He threw it Hoskins twice on Tuesday night. And then apparently our guy Reese just, well, I won't say it was a, it wasn't a missile barely got out. You saw the video, but the point of the story here is our guy Reese took 34 and a half seconds to round the bases. Mm. So again, I ask, are we, are we starting to see a little something of what you would consider a rivalry starting to form? Where, where do we start? Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Reese? Uh, yeah, well, let's go. Let's let's talk Arietta. Let's go chronological here. Arietta, okay. 
comes out and responds to Harper's ejection. What are your thoughts? I was okay with, uh, I was okay with the first part of it. And then he ended with the, I need, I need my guys behind me and they weren't. Um, so, you know, for those curious, his line the other night was, uh, six innings, seven hits, three earned runs, three strikeouts. Um, I think where those comments are stemming from is the fact that the Phillies only had three hits and they also had three errors on the defense. So, um, uh, I, I think there was a little too much I, if that makes sense. Cause I, he's like, he's hip hopping back and forth between the leadership thing and the, now you're starting to separate us kind of thing with the, I need my guys behind me and they weren't, I don't need to hear that as a teammate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like full disclosure, that wasn't the full quote. There was, yeah, 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 yeah. there was a part in there where he was talking about, I'm, I'm coming out as paraphrasing, but he was basically like, I'm out here doing everything I can to help us win. And I needed my guys behind me and they weren't, but the, the, the sentiment still remains. Yeah. Um, I, it's actually even worse when, when you tell me that whole quote, um, yeah, I, I don't like those comments. I see where he's coming from. You know what I'm saying? I hear the leadership side of things, but don't, don't say I'm out here doing the best I can when you gave up seven hits and you know what I'm saying? Like those guys are out there doing the best they can. And you know, I understand only totaling up three hits is a is a thing. Three errors is a little much defensively for a major league team. But, like, I don't know, man. It, those bug me a little bit. Jake Arrieta needs a filter. Also, I think something we're not taking into account here, Bryce Harper's a defensive liability, if we're being yeah. honest. So yeah. I don't understand how what he says makes any sense. Like I, I get what he's saying in terms of like the leader, like you said, coming from the leadership perspective side of things. Yeah. I get that. But let's not say that we need Bryce Harper out in right field. You need Bryce Harper in the batter's box. Yeah. But at that point, what difference does it really make? Like you don't need him. You don't need him in the outfield. Let's yeah. Just make See, that clear. That's what I'm saying. And it's, and his line is a little weird because like seven hits is seven hits. I'm not saying that's a bad day, but it's not a good day. It's not like he went out there and shoved and only gave up two hits, but there were, you know, four errors and three unearned runs. There's only one unearned run. You gave up the other three. Uh, I don't know. It, it bugs me a little when you start to separate yourself. I A good rule of thumb, I think, for any player to keep is just to, to leave I out of any media quotes any media conversation leave i out unless it's i didn't do my job tonight and he didn't say that cuz i don't think he did his job yeah and it sounds silly but as i'm thinking about it as we're talking about it it almost makes more sense to save the i stuff for like social media like twitter where you can actually sit and like concentrate on what you're saying and like make right, edits right, if you right. need to before you send it out to the public cuz you know when these get when these reporters start asking you questions and they get you rolling, like sometimes you say stuff that you you might mean, but you you realize after the fact, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it on a public stage like that. So yeah. 
I don't know, maybe save, like I said, save some of the I stuff for social media and just like you're kind of like you're kind of alluding to just pump the we stuff out as, as much as you can. Right, exactly. Saying we didn't perform tonight, we didn't get the job done tonight. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff I'm I'm a little more okay with. Um, you know, it looks like I'm looking up Arietta's numbers for this year. Three and two, two six five ERA. He's throwing okay, you know, like he's not bad. But again, it's I hear what he's saying. It's just it's frustrating to hear that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, ugh, I don't know. I don't like it. I really don't like it. If I'm going to be honest, I don't like it. Shut your mouth. All right. So moving on here, how do we feel about the Reese Hoskins situation? I, I know we were talking about it a little bit before we hopped on and, uh, seems like you were, you were a bit of a fan of the whole situation. I am a fan and here's why. Well, for two reasons. What did I say a few weeks ago about Bryce Harper? I said he's the new villain of baseball, right? I think it's starting to spread a little bit. I think it's starting to spread among amongst the Phillies a little. And I think they're all starting to become villains. And this move, I can't say I disagree with this move by Hoskins, but it's douchey, you know? 34 seconds. To put that into perspective, Bartolo Colon's home run trot in 2016 was 30 and a half seconds. So this was nearly, or it was roughly four seconds longer. That's than yeah, what man. we what and we it, presume to think was the longest home run trot ever. Not to mention, didn't it was a little bit of a wall scraper. Didn't exactly go into the you know twentieth row. So, I understand. I just think. Yeah, man. I just think they're becoming villains. I think I like it. I don't think I'm going to go on the rivalry side yet just because, one, I mean, whoever, I don't even, what was his name again? Jacob something? Jacob Rame. And he he did have a quote here that I, I've got, um, which I'm thinking Rob Manfred is kind of tuning into this quote. He says, he got me. If I make a better pitch, he doesn't get to run the bases. So he's not sitting here like throwing a hissy fit. He's yeah. owning up to the fact, hey, guy can do what he wants. He took me deep. Next time, I need to I need to spot my Oof. pitches better. Even bigger fan of this guy now. Even bigger fan. And then we got Hoskins over there being an ass, taking forever to run around the bases. I like it. I'm not going to call it a rivalry just because, you know, Jacob Rame isn't exactly the headline and picture that I'm looking forward to. I think, I think we'll see the next time they play. If we see DeGrom buzz Hoskins Tower or something, then we got some stuff cooking. Well, for the sake of baseball, I hope we do see it. And Same. it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the villain aspect. I saw, I saw a tweet when I was just scrolling through. Uh, and it was from Jenna Ashland, and she said, Reese Hoskins is one of those girls that tweets, LMAO, stay bothered, I'm going to keep doing me, kissy face emoji, <laughs> and everyone else is just like, you have exactly zero haters. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so true, but I do agree on the, on the same on the same hand, I do agree with what you're saying of like, yeah, I mean, 
Harper's like the quote unquote villain, but it's starting to spread on these guys. So all that to say, I, like I said, I hope, I hope we see something develop because let's be honest, we need more rivalries in baseball. Like it just makes it fun. It makes it worth tuning into. So absolutely. We will see. Uh, moving on here, just covering some news, I guess came or that was made official today. Correct. Or Wednesday, sure. I guess. Uh, yeah. Gio Gonzalez signing a one year, $2 million deal with his former club of which he was with for a very short stint, but former club, nonetheless, uh, it includes $2 million in performance bonuses. Um, and as I mentioned, he was with Milwaukee. Uh, did I even mention that, that he was with? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Signed with Milwaukee. Uh, like I said, he was with them, uh, towards the end of last season, I believe he was a waiver deadline guy because I think they got him at that August 31st yeah, that sounds uh, right. deadline. Um, but, yeah, then he signed, as as you very well know, signed a minor league deal with the Yankees earlier this season but was released Monday after a short stint in the minors. So how do we feel about Gio? He's going he's, – he's, he's joining a team that has a 534 team ERA – which uh, is worst in the National League. So, thoughts? A um, couple things, yeah. I like Geo. Um, Numbers-wise, I'm not sure if you have those. I don't have those. I just remember hearing it a few days ago. Um, minor leagues this year, I think he has three starts. A little bit of an inflated ERA, just because he had a bad first start, and I don't think he went long. But after that, he really, uh, he really started to lock it in and pitch pretty well. Um, but for the other side, like, uh, you know, as far as the Yankees go, I mean, it didn't really, you know, seem like a right fit and, you know, no need to bring him up again. You already have, you know, a couple lefties on that staff or three lefties on that staff. So it's like, no need to go for middle relief wise. Wouldn't, wouldn't seem like a good fit. Um, with the Brewers, uh, I said it over the off season. They never should have let him go. They should have resigned him right away. It didn't make sense. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess a little bit of a told you so to Milwaukee. It's like you should have had this guy locked up and had a full spring training for you in the offseason. You know, what what took you so long? And then you lost your chance, and now you're lucky enough to get him back. I think he's going to move in. I think he's going to do well. Yeah, I mean, he fit in well, he fit in well with them at the end of last season. Went 3-0 uh, with an ERA of 213 and five starts with the Brewers. Uh, yeah. So, assuming he can kind of reacclimate himself with, with the surroundings, with the, the organization, I think it'll be a good fit for him for the season. So. Yeah, and it's I just, mean, the, I, I think the Brewers have what thirteen, fourteen wins with that kind of pitching staff. So, with a hurt bullpen and a and a shady, you know, rotation, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was just gonna say, let's hope he can uh, catch back up to speed quick. So kind of give him, give him a little bit of help. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not much else to say there. Um, I got one thing to say, Kyle, obviously good for him. What do you got, man? One thing. I'm excited about this one. Oh, what do you got? Nate, lay it on me. I'm excited. Slather it all over me, Nate. For those of you who didn't notice already, we have a nice little, uh, we have a nice little sponsorship. On our logo for our podcast. Now. Oh, what up? 
Yeah. This is news to me. Yeah. No, it's not because I made the podcast graphic. But tell yeah, me yeah. more, Nate. You know what, guys? There's nothing better than a long, hard, all-natural shaft of wood with a clean knob that you can grab to use at your leisure. Oh, and sexy. thanks to Zinger Bats, you now have a variety of options to choose from. Creating custom bats for the pros since 1998, Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional baseball bat production. From their X71 Pro Maple to their bat gun case, you'll have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor for the 3 Take. Are they a presenting sponsor? Mm, I like the. They are the presenting sponsor. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go the. The presenting sponsor for the 3 Take. And they want to show you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit ZingerBats.com and stock up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zinger Bats order. For that big league feel off the barrel, look no further than Zinger. Ooh, that was mm. sexy. That was that was mm. provocative, Nate. Yeah. That's like mm. a that's like a not safe for work type ad read right there. I know. I hope you guys have us blasting on speaker and or if you're in the car, windows are down. Long, hard, all natural shafts of wood. Shout out Zinger Bats. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like Nate said, Zinger Bats, the new presenting sponsor of the three O take. So as you mentioned, you're gonna see you're gonna see their logo. Uh, plastered on the podcast graphic. So if you're like listening on iTunes, it should be there. Hopefully there's no technical issues. If you don't see it, you'll see it soon. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, like I said, you're going to see there, you're going to see them uh, popping up on, on a variety of graphics, but they're, they are now on board with the three Oh take. And uh, we are happy to finally bring you, that was really the biggest thing I was trying to, a baseball podcast and yeah we got the sea geek ad read but i was trying to bring you all some baseball value some ways to save mm-hmm. money specific to baseball so you are welcome shout out zinger bats for jumping on board excited to have them absolutely uh so with that being said we can jump to our final topic and talk vladdy jr finally officially making his debut i guess talking about him last week was all for nothing pretty I don't, much i don't even know how that rumor started how he just showed how that rumor just shows up saying that he's gonna i think it was, he was gonna debut tuesday because i yeah, remember looking i remember looking tuesday and i'm like i don't see a single social media post about vladdy jr right now and he's making his debut yeah. And then I see he wasn't making his debut. So, like I said, debuting Friday against the A's. Uh how do we feel about it? I know I know his dad's pumped. I don't know if you saw his tweet. What did his tweet say? So Vladdy Senior, a name we don't really say here on here too often. I guess it's Vladdy Jr. now. Uh Vladdy Senior tweeted 
My son, the country that saw you as a child will now see you turn into a big one. Working hard, which I don't even know if this really makes sense. Working hard, everything can be done. I'm proud of you. Love you. And then he put he posted that picture. I, I know you've seen it of like him standing, like yeah. uh, waving his helmet or hat or whatever, and old Vladdy Junior's super small, just waving, waving his hat too. So adorable, su- super cool moment. I'm glad to see he's uh, he's really helping promote this. Which not that he would, not that Vladdy Junior needs any help promoting this debut, but it's cool to see that his his dad's at the forefront with him. So. Yeah, man. I um, big year for the Guerrero family, for sure. You know, with uh, with Vladdy getting into the hall, um, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. And you know, I'm gonna be like the rest of the country, probably watching the Blue Jays for the first time. Um, and I think this is a part of the plan, man. It's gonna help sell tickets. It's gonna help sell jerseys. Hold up. Um, what did yeah. you just say? <laughs> Damn, I tried to slide past that one and uh, I couldn't. You can never say that word and expect to slide past me whatsoever. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> SeatGeek is the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Cold hard cash. That's all we do here. That's all we do. Is That's literally all we do. We don't even need to talk baseball on here. We can just come on here and read you off these fantastic opportunities that you can take advantage of to save some of that. Freaking cold hard cash, homie. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. I'm glad our promo codes are consistent. That's Nailing helpful. It. Yeah, I did request that. I, I wanted to make sure we kept it the same. All you got to remember is DTD. That's it. Just start going to random websites and just plugging that in and see if you save any money. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, what's the what's the harm in that? Uh, but anyway, Vladdy Jr., debut Friday. Yeah, man. Big, um, big day for baseball. I hope we have some Canadians listening. Go to Toronto. Watch this guy's debut. He's oh, we hit. do. We do. We got, follow, we got some listeners who said they already bought tickets, so... Yes, they're they're gearing up for love it. Oh, that's right. You have reactions. Let me hear them. Vlad Jr. Yeah. So I was just curious when the news broke today, what some of y'all's thoughts were. Uh, This is a good one. Hope you've got your computer or phone ready. Somebody said, funny how Vlad Sr.'s nephew, Gabriel, looks more like him than his own son. Confirmed fact. Looked it up. Gabriel. Actually, pretty interesting how similar they look. Whoa, what? That is weird. It's crazy. Although I can Whoa. Rel- I can like relate. The stance and everything too? Yeah. I and mean, the no batting gloves? It's wild. I yeah. I can relate. I look more like my uncle than than either of my parents. So also wearing number twenty seven. This is interesting. Very interesting. Conspiracy theory time. I great, think. Obs- <laughs> great observation. 
<laughs> from our listeners. Uh, moving on here. Somebody just said meh. No, <laughs> not acceptable. We're talking about the number one prospect in baseball. Get yeah, out of here. Come on. Uh, somebody said finally should have been done on opening day. Oh, uh, he's going to bring my Jays to eight straight World Series and win MVP every single year. Very uh, much no. You can join our show because that's one hot take. <laughs> uh, the A's, oh, just take a guess at who said this. A's are going to smash them, but it'll be fun as a baseball fan. Oaktown fan. 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, about time. That was a relatively re- uh, repeated response. Yeah. Um, and then lastly here, now the Blue Jays firmly have locked fourth place up in the division. <laughs> so just spitting facts. So yeah, Brilliant. all that, all that to say, Vladdy Jr. debuting Friday. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. That's all I got. I'll be watching. You got a, uh, that's all I got. You've got a game for us. Is that correct? Ooh, specifically for you. So that's uh, great. That or game we played with the stats, right? Where I was spitting out stats to you, and you had to you had to choose the correct ones. You did pretty well. Yes, the or game. I remember the or game. I went so, five for six, by the way. In case you forgot, I have a I have a new or game. Okay, and the nice thing for you is that I'm taking fact out of the picture. No fact, straight Kyle Corwin opinion. But Nate, I say on here all the time, we just spit facts here. That's what this podcast is about. But I guess Kyle we can take Corwin's, a break. Kyle Corwin fact, opinion. Kyle Corwin f- opinions are facts. So let's roll. All right. More likely to talk during a movie, Francisco Lindor or Miguel Cabrera? Oh, Francisco Lindor. Easy. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera would probably just be like, Throwing popcorn in your ear or something. Yeah, that guy would be pranking you so hard, but Frankie (laughs) Frankie would be over there just running his mouth, showing off his big old pearly whites. Uh, Who would you rather be stuck with on a road trip? Trevor Bauer or Mannequin Machado? You can't do this to me. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Nate, this one I think is actually really going to surprise you. I think I'm going to have to go with Mannequin because at least, at least we can talk about playing on the left side of the infield. Trevor Bauer, I would want to push out of the car. (laughs) I did not say that's not an option. Um, More likely to win a pie-eating contest. Williams Astudio, Mr. Mr. Turtle over with the Twins. Whose helmet is always falling off when he's yeah? Isn't that the one they said that looks like Franklin the turtle? Yeah, <laughs> classic. Or uh, or Big Bartolo Colon. I mean, you got to go with Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know Bartolo Colon's a hefty fella, but I mean, <laughs> have you seen Franklin? I think Franklin is unaware that he is hefty. I think. Bartolo very much knows that he's hefty. He shakes his belly all the time. That's fair. Yeah, I guess it could go either way. Yeah. I guess it depends on the weather that day. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. It could go either way. More more likely to win a chess match, Billy Bean or Theo Epstein? Theo Epstein, hands down. Yeah, isn't that guy like an Ivy League kind of guy? Came over. I yeah. mean, he freaking he ended the, the two longest streaks in baseball. 
Broke yeah. it with the Cubs or with the Red Sox and then with the Cubs. So, I mean, what more proof do you need? I bet he is good at chess, too. Better wiffle ball teammate, Jose Altuve or Javi Baez? Probably Jose Altuve because he would remind you what it was like to play with guys in your backyard <laughs> that was that were five feet tall. <laughs> I think they're both super crafty. They'd be they'd be hard to get out and wiffle ball. Yeah, um, I like both more of them. like what's what I said. I like both of them. Yeah, I do too. They'd be great teammates. Uh, more likely to be the kid that always called their parents during sleepovers so they could go home. Paul Goldschmidt or Mike Trout? Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> Is both an acceptable answer? They carpooled together. <laughs> One of their moms alter the, like their moms alternate each sleepover, picking up the picking up the boys. Uh, this seems so antisocial. God, plain white bread, man. Plain white bread. Here's Better a question. Beard. No, here's a question. Who gets that nickname? I guess it have to be bread. it have to be Paul Goldschmidt because Mike Trout is Captain War. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Goldschmidt, plain white bread. Perfect. Better beard. Bryce Harper or Charlie Blackman? I mean, if we're going like grungy, I'm going Blackman. But in terms of being well-kept and just overall better groomed, Bryce Harper by a long shot. I think Chuck Nasty is like the definition of not caring about being well-groomed. That guy has a mullet, first of all. And second of all, hasn't shaved in who knows how long. And I think he drives like a 2001 Jeep Cherokee. So, yeah, something like that. Legend. Absolute legend. Uh, who would you rather not want to deal with if they're hangry? CC Sabathia or Yadier Molina? Oh, I don't know, man. Yadi, I feel like, has that like subtle viciousness to him. Yeah. When he gets hangry. Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like CeCe would just like punch you in the face. I don't like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. I might have to go Yachty on this one. I, I wouldn't want to deal with that passive aggressiveness. Yeah. I think that guy's spicy and he gets some angry looks. Uh, more likely to put their shoes on the wrong feet in the morning. Gary Sanchez or Yasiel Puig? God, I love these questions. I'm going to say... <laughs> Gary Sanchez, easy. Yeah, I think I gotta agree. Puig would Puig would put his shoes on the wrong feet on purpose, and then like post a selfie of him doing it. Like that's just the kind of guy I feel like he is. I think you're just put on flip flops. Probably. Um, more likely to be a secret Uber driver, Christian Yelich or Blake Snell. Oh, I'm gonna have to go Blake Snell. Just because he's got that like super questionable facial hair, and I just feel like that fits perfectly <laughs> with some like low key sketchy person driving you around town. Yeah, he's got like he's got like that little like. I don't even know what. School. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Like, just shave it, dude. What? Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> just get that out of there. Uh, that wraps it up for the or game. Wow. That's going to have to be a staple of this show from now on. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
Fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, moving right along here, DMs. Oh, before we get to DMs, I need to make a public apology. I realized the day that I posted last episode, you realize how much we talked about the Rays last episode, and I did not once refer to them as their actual name. So I just wanted to apologize uh. to our listeners who were thoroughly confused by what they heard last episode because I just wasn't thinking straight. I don't know. I don't know what got, what got into yeah. me. I think the socks, I think the socks winning for the first time in what seemed like years, decades. Uh, I think it just got to my head and I lost sight of uh, who I am. I lost yeah. sight of the, the purpose of this podcast, which is to bring you the truth. And I just straight up lied to you. So just wanted to make it a public apology for not mentioning the Rampate Bays correctly last episode. So I apologize. You know, buddy, you know, the first step is, is just admittance and, and knowing that you messed up and now Which I'm on your side and we will, we will help you through this. I, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, to getting past this dark period in my life. I'm, I'm really proud of you. All right. Starting her off. Oaktown fan 26. Do you think there's people that are listening to this for the first time that think we just had like a, like an alcohol anonymous <laughs> meeting? Dark time. Like, Rampate. what are these people doing? What? what? Rampate Bays are, are just, it's, an, it's important. Oaktown fan 26 asks best side character in the office my vote goes to Moe's Dwight's cousin let's clarify that's not your vote that that's, not me. that's not fan me yeah. vote. I'm gonna say Creed Bratton even though he's technically oh. he's considered like a main character I guess just because he's like in the office and he's not like a late edition or whatever but I mean the guy has just the best one liners like one of my fa- <laughs> when I was thinking of this question earlier, one of my favorite lines that he says was when he was like, "Nobody steals from Creed Bratton and gets away with it." The last person to do this disappeared. His name, Creed <laughs> Bratton. Like that's so underrated. Like Creed Bratton, I feel like doesn't get enough love. That dude is just a legend on that show. You stole mine. I'm not even gonna answer now. Ethan asks, "Who's the best player in baseball in five years?" Uh, do we think Mike Trout will be playing in five years, Nate? Yeah, Captain War. Captain War. Yeah. Matt asks, who is the biggest over and under achiever so far this year? All right, so I'm going to skip the easy ones for the overachiever because, well, I mean, I don't know if it would necessarily be overachieving for Bellinger and Yelich because they're obviously studs. But, yeah. I mean, I think even for their standards, they're just playing off the charts right now. So I'm going to go Tim Anderson. Batting okay, 383 with four bombs, 14 RBIs, and nine stolen bases for a team that has no intention of doing anything this season. So a, a glimmer of hope for the Chicago White Sox. And then for the underachiever, actually, no, I'll let you do your overachiever. Over, I'm going to go J.J. Redick, hitting 386 with an on-base of 427. Everyone and their mom knows that that guy's not going to hit over 320 this year. Probably not even going to hit over 300. So, yeah, definitely overachieving right now. 
Underachiever, hate to say it, the 2019 AL Cy Young is off to a rather slow start. 0 and 4, <laughs> ERA of 7.43, and a, a war of negative 0.3, which I don't really even know how much that matters at yeah, this point. Know. But uh, yeah. Chris Sale, gotta figure it out, dude. Mm. Underachiever right now has to go to Joey Votto for me. It's a little surprising. Only hitting 229, only has two jacks and four RBIs. Let's be honest. Weird. No, let's be honest. You picked him because he popped out of the first baseman for the first time in his career. No, he's hitting an all-time low. And that's why you picked him. All-time low. Whatever. Career-wise. Ryan asks, which is the better park, Wrigley or Fenway? Big surprise on your answer. Well, I mean, I haven't even been to Wrigley, but I've already made it clear on here that, which this is a very unpopular opinion. Ooh, that's a segment we haven't done in forever. <laughs> <laughs> very unpopular Just opinion. Remember. I don't <laughs> I don't even know if I'd want to go to Wrigley. I've said it on here before. Like there, People are like, yeah, because of the history. Yeah, I mean, other parks have history too that seem much more appealing than Wrigley. Like Wrigley just seems like a place that smells like pee all the time. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure I've heard people say that that's like actually a thing. I'm not sure if it's actually correct, but... I believe it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with baseball's cathedral, Fenway Park. Mm. Had me until you said that. Um, It's a fact. That's what it's called. Oddly enough, we're going to answer this in the next question. I have been to Fenway, but it wasn't for a baseball game. Um, It was kind of cool. Sneaks up on you if you're just walking around the city, honestly. It's like, oh, what's that? It looks like the side of the building. Nope, that's the monster. And then all of a sudden, you're like in this in the, in the stadium. So, um, yeah, I've never been to Wrigley either. I do want to go to Wrigley. I do want to smell the pee. I do want to reach through the net and touch the ivy on the field. I think that'd be cool. And uh, I do want to sit on like one of those tops of those apartment buildings in the back. That'd be kind of cool too. Probably can't see anything, but. At least you could say you were up there. True. Um, I made a an egregious error. I called Fenway Park the Cathedral of Baseball. That's actually Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why but, you lost me. But the problem is, is I have a poster framed, and it's a it's a photo of Fenway Park, and it says the Cathedral. So, like, which is it? I don't understand. What's going on? We all know where the Cathedral Baseball is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was torn down because the Yankee Stadium that's standing now is not the Cathedral Baseball. Let's not pretend that it is. All I know is that it wasn't in Boston. If any stadium took over the Cathedral Baseball title after the original was torn down, uh, I'm going to say it's Fenway Park. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, Anthony asks, who is your favorite superhero? Uh, I'm a big Iron Man guy. Really? Are you a Marvel guy? Yes. Do you watch all those? No. I think Iron Man <laughs> Makes is sense, the last one it? I've seen. Uh, yeah. When I was in high school. I'm a big Iron Man guy because I like to think that in real life I'm more of a Captain America rule follower type guy. 
Yeah. So Iron Man really speaks to my inner rebel. Uh, whatever, I'm, living, I'm living vicariously through through <laughs> my guy Iron Man. So, um, yeah, I'm not a Marvel guy. I haven't. I can't keep up. There's like three movies a year that's that are being released. I have no idea what's going on. I'm now way too late. I feel about Marvel the way you feel about Game of Thrones. Just tired of it. I can't wait for those movies to be done. I think they all die in this next one or something. So, like, good thing that's over. Uh, favorite's got to be Batman. That guy's a beast. And he's just, like, a little weird and a little dark. But he just doesn't care. So, yeah. Isaac asks, Oof, this is what we were talking about. How many of the current 30, sta- current 30 stadiums have you been to? He says he's been to 17. I don't know about that. Uh, I've been to seven. Current is the key word, as you said. I've yeah. Been to, I've been to many more stadiums that are either no longer in use or have since been torn down. Uh, my seven are Fenway, Camden Yards, PNC, Ballpark in Arlington, not calling it Globe Life, Comerica <laughs> Park, Progressive Field. Actually, disclaimer, Comerica Park I visited – when I was traveling with the Duke football team, when I was working the bowl game at Ford Field, and I walked across the street. It was actually super cool. I don't even know if I told you about this. It was super cool. It had just started snowing because it was freezing. And and then just a massive snowstorm hit, and it covered the whole stadium in snow. Like They had they have like tiger statues standing outside, and it was, it was like almost eerie looking because the weather outside wasn't that great. But you see these like... Yeah, you see these tigers like covered in snow with like icicles forming on their claw or like on their teeth. It was really cool looking. I got some good pictures. Uh, but all that to say, Comerica, Progressive, and then Nationals Park. I actually went to Progressive when it was Jacobs Field. Throw, I remember that. Throwback. I feel a little more sad now after hearing your number. Uh, mine's kind of ridiculous. I've been to four. And I had five, but that was when the Nationals were playing at RFK, which is the Redskins' old stadium. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot about RFK. I was there, but it's not a current one. Um, Yeah, Yankee Stadium, Camden Yards, Coors Field, and uh, whatever they're calling it now in Chicago for the White Sox. Guaranteed Um, rate, I believe. Funny story, though, funny story was that we were there for some, like some travel baseball or whatever. We were traveling back from Iowa, and one of our coaches or parents knew somebody in the in the Devil Rays organization back then. And um, sir, I, I, I believe you mean the Devil Bays. Devil Bays organization back then. And uh, funny enough, I got Rocco Baldelli's autograph back nice. when he was playing. Yeah. And that game was actually when Frank Thomas hit his 400th home run. So wow, was kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty embarrassingly low. I do get to say five after next Tuesday, though. So I'm excited about that. Very, We're working. very, very nice. We're working. And you get to say eight. When you come to see Coors Field in August. True story. Truth. That wraps it up for DMs, though. 
Uh, wraps up for DMs. That wraps up for our show. Good, good show. Good show. Good show. Packed a lot into this one. You're welcome. You got anything else? Negative. Bedtime. Yeah, you're telling me it is 3.10 in the morning here. (laughs) That does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Mm. Well, if you're listening, the number of stadiums I'll be at Tuesday. The day of Tuesday. I will be at five stadiums visited. That means one, two, three, four, five stars must be clicked after you leave some type of verbiage in the comment section for a review. Preach. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. Don't go chasing curveballs, ladies and gents. We love y'all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.